At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. On the run, my only escape is a big inviting ship. I thought it was a cruise line, but now it looks really far from it. I look. I hide. I am under a sheet. Out of nowhere, the sounds of boots stepping like a beat. I am curious, so I take a peek. Loads of crates with rattling sounds and lots of creaks. What must these crates hold? I must know. Soon, I will find out. And soon, I'll go. I was a stowaway on a cruise ship. The passengers only came out of their cabins at night. Written by, with a bite. I was on the run. I don't want to say why because I don't want to incriminate myself. Though if anyone from the authorities heard this, I could most likely enter a plea of mental disorder. No sane person would surely claim to have experienced what I did. I've been sleeping rough down by the docks which was not as bad as it sounds. I'd found a sheltered place, a covered lockup bay for bicycles that no one seemed to use. I had a suitable sleeping bag and a sad face that worked wonders for getting changed from passing strangers. Everything was all good until I noticed I was being eyeballed by the occupants of a passing patrol car. Easy come, easy go, I thought, putting my hands in my pockets and walking away as nonchalantly as I could from my spot. I didn't want to take any chances, so it was time to move on. One of the few things I can say with any certainty about my deadbeat life is that I have usually gone with the flow. The other kids were stealing cars, so of course I, I decided to do the same. There was easy money moving drugs around on behalf of the local dealer, so that also became my thing. When matters escalated, 
when the thing I didn't want to talk about happened. I was a part of a crew. Bad people that I fell in with. Going with the flow. I rounded a corner and a cruise ship came into view. Looked like it had seen better days, I thought. Then noticed that there was a walkway from the side of the docks attached to the ship. And no one in sight. The flow took me up to the walkway and onto the ship. And everywhere I looked, I saw cracked paint and stains and cobweb after cobweb. Faded bunting hung limply from railings and water pulled in gaps in the decking. I couldn't see anyone paying to take a cruise on this ship. For my part, I've never felt guilty about taking a free ride in my life and the only destination I cared about was anywhere away from here. I had still seen no crew, but I didn't want to push my luck, so I hunted around for the nearest place to hide. A loose cover over a lifeboat later, and I was snuggled up in the dark, and just in time, as I could hear shouting, boots clattering. The flurry of the noise passed. I chanced to look out from the lifeboat and saw a dozen or so wooden crates being manhandled up the walkway. I was starting to think that this was a cargo vessel rather than a cruise liner. Maybe once, 20 or more years ago, it had welcomed onboard passengers for voyages of pampered luxury. Surely not now, though. Then I heard new voices. Men talking animately and sounding like they were heading my way. I ducked back under cover and waited. Soon after, I felt the ship rattle beneath me. Felt as much as I heard it creaking and groaning. And then with a whirring lurch, it started moving. I started to relax. I had left one lot of troubles behind, and the future was unwritten. It was not long, though, before my bladder ruined my sense of calm. I was bursting, but I didn't want to go in the lifeboat, as I had no idea how long I would need to hide out there. So, real cautious, Real slow, I emerged onto the deck. I seemed to be alone. Relieved, I relieved myself. The deck on this part of the ship was empty, apart from my lifeboat and a row of sun loungers. It had turned into a hot day, and I would have loved to have settled into one but I dared not risk it. My business was finished. I climbed back under the covers and got as comfortable as possible. At some point, 
I fell asleep. After stretching my aching limbs in the confined space of my new home and yawning, I lifted the cover a little to see if the coast was clear so I could head out and try to find something to eat and drink. It was fine, and I was soon back on deck, still alone, the only passenger, it seemed, to me. A bit further down the deck, the doors to what I assume were the cabins remained closed, and it looked like the shutters on the small windows of each were down. My theory that this was now a cargo ship rather than a passenger's vessel appeared more and more likely. This was reinforced when an hour or so later we approached a new harbor. I had no idea where we were, but the dock we pulled into was even more run down than the ship. Crouching low and constantly glancing around, I watched as more boxes were loaded. These boxes seemed to rattle and were dotted with what I thought could be air holes. Livestock containers, I assumed. Some poor beasts being transported under conditions that must have been illegal. I decided to go in search of food and something to wash it down with while I hoped the crew was fully occupied loading their new cargo. I got lucky, finding an unlocked storeroom with tons of corned meat and wonders of wonders, a crate of beer. I took less than I wanted as I did not want to make it too obvious that there was a thief on board, and I scurried back to the lifeboat, filling my belly with salty, rubbery meat washed down with warm beer. It started to feel like a home away from home, until the cries began. At first, I thought it was just a ship creaking, it's old metal and wood giving in. But soon, it became horribly clear that they were cries of living creatures. The livestock, it must have been. They sounded almost human. It was horrible. I wiped my face feeling suddenly hot. Whether it was the hideous sounds or the warm beer and cold meat, my stomach lurched. I hurried back onto the deck and leaned over the side of the ship where I was violently sick. I stood there, gasping and shivering. Night was falling, and I watched the last of the light slip away. Thankfully, the only sounds I could hear now of the ship and the water lapping at its hole and then a click I turned 
and I saw that it was one of the cabin doors opening. I swore to myself, there was no time to get back into the lifeboat. So I ducked under its prow and made myself as small as possible. A man emerged from the cabin. He wore a long black coat and moved with a slow, effortless grace. He walked with a silver-handled cane, though for show, rather than any need of it, at least from what I believe. Under the light of the stars and a quarter moon, his skin appeared pale, his head was shaven, but the intermingling lines of a tattoo reaching up to one side of his face. The sight of him made me shiver, and I tried to retreat further back under the lifeboat. As he began to promenade along the deck, more cabin doors opened, and more figures stepped out. There were about a dozen that I could see now, and each was draped in black. They had pale expressions. Some appeared to be male, some female, and all their heads were shaved. A variety of intricate facial tattoos seemed to be the only distinguishing marks, and not a word was said between them as they took in the night air. I watched, entranced and unsettled in equal measure. There was something otherworldly about the passengers. Something which set my nerves on edge. I would have fled if I could, but as it was, I had no choice but to cower in my hiding place and hope that none of them would spot me, even though their stroll along the decks was now taking them right past me. And now... A new figure appeared. He was dressed in a white uniform and carried a tray holding narrow glasses filled to the brim with a dark liquid. A companion followed in his wake. Together, they began to move among the passengers, offering drinks which were eagerly taken. For all their strange appearance, the passengers had shown a degree of finesse up to that point. That seemed to be cast aside as they greedily swallowed down their drinks in one, then proceeded to lick the glasses with long, slim tongues that flickered out of lips stained dark red with the liquid. The passenger closest to me smiled, a tight, controlled movement. I felt sick when I saw his teeth, saw sharp bestial tips. I closed my eyes. I couldn't see any more without losing control. Hours later, a morning that I thought would never come crept into the sky. 
and the deck was once more deserted. The passengers had returned to their cabins. I stayed in my hiding place, and before long, I saw the crew carrying objects bundled inside tarpaulin into the deck. One by one, they tossed their loads into the sea. It was the carcasses of the livestock, I thought. Then I glimpsed, and I saw a hand in a gap in the tarpaulin shroud as it struck the gray ocean. A human hand. Ten loads in all were discarded. Ten bodies. They floated on the surface for a moment before slipping into the depths. There was no blood pulling on the surface. No sign of life. I thought of a creature that had also traveled by ship from its ancient home to English shores. Of legends and myths. I thought of the cries that I heard. The cold fear passed through my body as the truth dawned on me. I thought of sly smiles and crimson stained lips and razor sharp teeth. Of the hell which awaited me on this ship when night once more fell. I crouched there and wept. The sun was high overhead when my chances presented itself. We were once more approaching a dock. I saw crates lined up, waiting to be brought on board. Imagined glasses brimming, ready for the passengers to drink their fill. I took my chance and clambered up onto the side of the ship, then plummeted into the water. Thankfully, I made it. I'm sitting on the beach right now, sipping a cold drink. It is a beautiful day, but I know now that creatures out there care nothing for the day. That wait for the sun to dip below the horizon. I know now that when night falls, fear returns. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. As I lay down, I can hear a throbbing sound. Throbbing, throbbing all over the wall. Throbbing sounds all around. Where is this noise coming from? I tell myself. I walk around looking for the source, even in the bookshelf. The power is off. I can still hear it. Even in my nightmares, I am still near it. Am I going crazy? Why is the sound still repeating? I must stop it all at once before my ears are bleeding. A few weeks ago, I began to look for the source of the throbbing sound I heard in my apartment. Today, I really wish I hadn't. Written by Sir Flatfooted. I first heard it one early morning at 4 a.m. I had woken up and could not fall back asleep. After twisting and turning for what must have been half an hour, I decided to try the good old stop moving and pretend your body is a brick strategy. That is when I noticed it. A faint, mechanical throbbing sound. At the time, I did not make much of it, and in retrospect, I never should have. Eventually, I managed to fall back asleep. When I woke up the next morning, the sound was gone. Or was it still there? Just impossible to distinguish due to all the other sounds buzzing around. I couldn't tell. But this was definitely a possibility. After all, I do live in an apartment located in a street that is pretty busy during the day. So such a faint sound would be next to impossible to hear at any other moment than during the hours when the city fell asleep. That night, I woke up again. I'm no longer sure of what hour it was, but it must have been very early. This was not an unusual occurrence for me as waking up at the worst possible hours and being unable to fall back asleep had been my specialty ever since I was a kid. But this time, part of me believed that my brain had intentionally woken the rest of my body up in order for me to check whether the noise was still there. It was. I got up from my bed, walking room to room, attempting to locate the source of the noise. Truth be told, 
This was rather a short venture, as my apartment is not that big in the first place. Still, I could not notice any significant difference in sound anywhere. But the pulse was always there. Why am I even doing this? I asked myself. What does it matter where that sound even comes from? It's not that much of a nuisance anyway. I can barely hear the thing. That much was true. I had tried recording the sound with my phone, but it was impossible to hear it in the recordings. It was that faint. I went back to bed and fell asleep without much trouble. You know when you're dreaming and your alarm suddenly starts ringing? And the sound of the alarm becomes part of the dream you're having? Well, that started happening with the throbbing. Except the sound wasn't loud enough to wake me up as an alarm would. However, I'm not sure how grateful I should be for that. Because in dreams, the sound came from rats in the ceiling, about to gnaw through it before falling on me eating me alive came from a gigantic monster asleep somewhere below the foundations of my apartment closer and closer to waking me up it came from a ghost watching me every night laughing as I tried to locate it no doubt preparing for a nefarious scheme of course I knew all of this was crazy Those nightmares were taking a toll on my mental health. Eventually, I looked for answers online. Electronic devices were the culprits that most often came up. I had already gone around my apartment multiple times, unsuccessfully trying to pinpoint the noise to any particular device. So I did not think this could be it. But one night, after a particularly terrifying nightmare involving my own pulse missing from my chest and me desperately attempting to find it before it escaped forever, I woke up in a sweat. I walked up to the circuit breaker of my apartment and shut the power off. However, the noise was still there. Shiver ran down my spine. But I quickly reassured myself that this meant nothing. There were plenty of other perfectly reasonable explanations as to the source of the noise. There was nothing to worry about and absolutely no need to overreact. But... Rationality did not keep the nightmares from happening. I knew that if I could just find the source, my subconscious would stop freaking out about that nocturnal noise and stop the nightmares. So, I looked for other possible answers. Another possibility that I read about online was the heating system. I knew that was somewhere in the basement of my building. I opened my apartment door and came face to face with one of my neighbors 
who was heading for her own. She was a 30-something-year-old woman who already lived there when I first moved in. Besides that, I did not know much about her, except for the fact that she had cats that would occasionally walk along the gutter that connected her window and my own. Sometimes, the cats would wander into my apartment, at what point they would occasionally refuse to leave. When that happened, I would carry them back to her door and knock. She would then apologize and I would say there was no need, as I love cats and their visits always brightened my day. That was pretty much the extent of our relationship. That and the small talk when we came across each other in the corridor. Like what was happening just now. Hi, I haven't seen your cats in a while. How are they? I asked. Oh, hi. They're doing great. I guess I just don't let my window open as much in the winter, so... So there isn't much opportunity for them to escape. She answered. A shy smile on her lips. To be fair, I already knew the answer. I rarely ever saw her cats in the winter time. I only brought it up because I had run into her unexpectedly and needed to come up with some small talk in a pinch. After a small silence, I decided to risk it. Um, have you noticed any weird faint noises recently? Especially at night when it's really quiet? A weird noise? No, I haven't noticed anything out of the ordinary recently. Sorry. I did not know whether to be relieved or worried. As I looked into her eyes before parting ways, I noticed how tired she looked. Dark circles, weak voice. Could it be that the noise was keeping her up as well? I shook my head. No. She had just told me she hadn't heard anything recently. There were plenty of factors that could lead to a person looking tired. Despite my best efforts, the doubt lingered. What if she was lying to me? I made my way to the basement without any other encounters. The door to the boiler room was locked. This did not come as a surprise to me, but I had hoped that if the throbbing noise's origin was really this place, it would be stronger here. I put my ear against the door and I heard a soft buzzing noise and other low-pitched sounds, but nothing that resembled the throbbing I could hear upstairs. Disappointed, I turn around and make my way back upstairs. That is when I noticed that the lock to the electrical room was broken. I timidly made my way inside, but couldn't hear anything resembling the pulse. I quickly left the room and went back to my apartment. I assume most of you know about the hum. I had run into that phenomenon while looking for explanations online. 
For those that don't know, the hum is a widespread phenomenon. It's a low frequency sound that can be heard in many places around the world. The rational explanation is that there isn't one hum, but multiple ones coming from different origins and described in the same way by locals. Oftentimes, the source would just be an old industrial building or something of the sort. Maybe this was the case here too. Maybe the sound did not come from my apartment building at all. That night, I walked into the streets. My city is not that big, and I live in a pedestrian street, so traffic is non-existent here. The night was dead silent. The conditions to hear the hum were perfect, but I heard nothing. This was just another dead end. I made my way back upstairs. As soon as I settled down, I heard the throbbing sound again. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I had a bit of a nervous breakdown. I could not take the nonstop nightmares anymore. I just knew the sound was nothing supernatural or nefarious, but my subconscious wouldn't give me a break. I hadn't gotten proper rest in weeks. I wanted to call the police, an ambulance, the fire department, a goddamn priest even. But I realized how ridiculous all of this was. The throbbing sound was like insanity, knocking at my door. If I did not find its source, my mind would eventually answer its call and be consumed hole. I made my mind up. The only explanation left was that this sound came from an electric source. I had already switched everything off in my apartment, but maybe it came from one of my neighbors. Surely none of them would mind if I just switched the power off in my entire building in the middle of the night especially if it was just for a few minutes. Their fridges and freezers would stay cold enough until I turned it back on. The computers that they left on standby would shut off, sure. But hey, serves them right for not saving their work and shutting them down properly. As far as I'm concerned, this is an ecological friendly move. I nervously laughed at myself course. The truth was that I just wanted to be done with all of this. Thankfully for me, the lock to the electrical room was still broken. It was easy for me to make my way in, so was turning everything off. I painstakingly walked up the stairs all the way to my apartment, lighting my way with my cell phone. I entered my room sat on my bed for a few minutes. My own heart was throbbing, partly from anticipation, and partly because of all of the stairs I had walked up. But eventually, it settled down. I heard nothing. The night was silent, 
like it should be. And like I had always thought it was before hearing the pulse. I grinned from ear to ear. The sound really came from an electrical source. There was nothing to worry about. I made my way downstairs and back, making sure to turn everything back on. This time, I could use the elevator. Just like the absolute silence of the night, this was another thing I took for granted that I now feel grateful for. That night, I slept peacefully for the first time in weeks. The noise was no longer a source of anguish. It was the weekend so I could afford to turn my alarm off and just rest for as long as I needed. I woke up at 3 p.m. starving. I left my apartment to get a quick bite. I was heading back to my apartment door when I saw my neighbor at the end of the corridor, her head down. As I got closer, I saw that she was painstakingly trying to find the right key on her keychain, but that was not what was bothering me. She was sobbing. I was about to walk up to her to ask her what was wrong so I could try to lift her spirits. But then, I remembered. She's always been afraid of hospitals, she had told me. That day, her cat had wandered into my apartment once more. And as I brought it back and she opened the door to let it back in, I saw an old woman lying down in a makeshift bed tied to the shoddy looking medical devices keeping her alive I can't go against her wishes but she's in too bad of a state to live on her own I just had to bring her here the sobbing continued my neighbor had just given up on finding the right key was just holding her head to her hands too ashamed to talk to her I silently reached for my door and made my way inside. I had slept peacefully. Indeed, the electronic noises coming from that old lady's medical devices had no longer been a source of concern for me. I had no longer heard them in my dreams, nor did I hear the sirens that I had come to pick her up that morning. Thanks for listening to this story. Please rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed listening. Please also share the podcast to another friend who you think also likes scary stories. For updates on the podcast, follow me at the Scarecast on Instagram or join my Discord where you can discuss scary stories with other listeners of my podcast and also connect with me personally by sending a message. As always, thanks for listening, be safe out there, and until next time.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.